This is Tad Stones, creator of The Terror That Flaps in the Night, and you're listening to The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Guess what? The Joyrider is back today for a little bit. All right. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and honestly, if I learned anything from this episode, is that marriage means responsibility, commitment, but mainly a mortgage with a balloon payment. <laughs> hey, what up, Mike? Um, I'm good. How are you doing, Will? Um, I'm doing okay, man. Um... Uh, heading out to Huntsville again uh, next month. That would be this will be my third year in a row I go to this uh, convention. Um, this year it will be three years. Uh, not three years. I'm sorry, three days. Uh, normally it's only two days. Uh, I do plan on attending all three days, but of course on the last day I'll probably leave after like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Uh huh. Yeah, because I noticed when you go to these cons, not even uh just comic cons or these type pop culture type cons like if you even go to a retro video game con um the last day is like a great day to hit up the vendors because they trying to sell they're not trying to load their trucks back up with all this junk you know so that's like the best time yeah. yeah you know so it's the best time to barter and try to get some bundle deals you know trying to get get what you can you don't want to bring everything home yeah, you know, so, you, you know, you're trying not to rip them off. Of course, they don't want to be lowballed either, but they are trying to make some money and they're trying to not bring as much stuff back. So, like, that, that that's the thing about those last days with the vendors at those cons. But uh, Jim Cummings will be there, you know, for us Darkwing fans. Well, it's nice that we have conventions again and he's actually going to be there. Yeah, uh, but he's not the reason why I'm really going. I, I've met Jim, like, what at four times now right uh yeah so i'm going for billy west oh okay there was yeah you were supposed to see him last year and that didn't happen right yeah he canceled like a month prior but he hasn't canceled yet so fingers crossed he hopefully he won't cancel man that's the, he's the reason why i'm going <laughs> well you've seen uh, jim a lot yeah i've seen jim a lot it's, it's gonna be a little weird though with billy west uh because i want him to sign uh a couple of things i got like a ren stimpy uh two-pack funko pop um i got a woody woodpecker chase funko pop but i also had the doug and Quailman funko pop but it has the disney logo on the funko pop oh but he didn't he didn't he, voice doug on the disney version nah he did the nickelodeon one but yeah I, I guess I'm going to have to suck it up because I don't care for the guy who voiced the Disney one. (laughs) Try to get yourself one of the Futurama ones like Friar Zoidberg. You know, my friend Joe called me out on this. I've never seen Futurama before, man. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I've heard good things. I've just never seen it. I think it's all on Hulu. Oh, is it? Honestly, don't you don't need to watch all of it. Just like the original Fox seasons. You don't have to watch the later ones. Like, watch the first four seasons. Honestly, it's all you'd have to watch. Um, But I really recommend those seasons. It's a really good show. Oh, okay. Now, uh, 
I saw there was another uh, photo release of that uh, Darkwing Beast Kingdom figure. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, isn't it at this point? Isn't it just like a CGI like mock-up prototype of it? Still, it's not actually the finished yeah. product. Yet. Yeah, I don't think it's the finished product, but I I think it's we're starting to get an idea what it's gonna look like the finished product. Um, I'm not really feeling it though. No, I don't really. I'm not really feeling what I'm seeing so far. I kind of hope the finished product looks better, but what I'm seeing, eh, not. Not, I, I, I would take a Funko Pop over what this is looking like. <laughs> um, we, we're we getting close to that, that Disney, uh, that Justice book, uh, Disney, I forgot what it was called, Disney something, with the Justice Ducks and the um, Chaos God series. Yeah, it's almost April. That's mm, so crazy. Yeah, it's it'll be June before you know it. Yeah, so we're, we're starting to get close to that. Uh, there was something else Darkwing. Oh, that that ugly shirt that uh Stan and Michelle had from Hot Topic, man. Oh, it's um, ma- it's mainly ugly because it's pink. It's not just pink. Uh, the the color that's bothering me, man. It's the 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 orange with it, and uh, I think it's like a a purplish color too. Like it, it's man, it's a terrible color scheme. I get why they're it, uh interested in it because of the villains. I think you know? they're. T- I think they're trying to go for like a very gaudy early '90s pop feel to this kind of shirt, because you know you grew up in that time. Everyone wore like crazy colored stuff. I think they're trying to go for like '90s kids who wore crazy colors like that. Mm. Me, most of my shirts are like shades of black, blue, and gray. But see, that's how I am. I'm a I'm a dark color guy. I mean, I could deal with some red and some green here. You know, I don't mind that. But that color scheme. Uh, it's but I I get why Darkwing fans want it. It's the the only shirt that has the villains like that, you know. And I, I love I, the the picture of Megavolt they use is not even the usual stock photo of Megavolt that all products use. It's actual. It's taken directly from an episode, so that's kind of got me intrigued. I might I might honestly buy the shirt, but I would really? have to throw, I would have to throw <sighs> something else over the shirt because I I don't know if I just wear it. Like that. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I mean, and Cracker Jack is on it. You know, you know me and Cracker yeah. Jack. But I gotta give Hot Topic a lot of credit for putting out so many different Darkwing shirts. I think it's all like online only because they probably custom make them. But mm-hmm. at least they have a variety to buy. That's true. I, I I won't dispute that. That is true. And like, they're the only ones that are dropping like legal licensed Darkwing shirts right now. You know. Yeah. Same with Godzilla. If you're putting Godzilla in the search function, you get like. Over a dozen different Godzilla shirts you can't get anywhere else. So I got to give Hot Topic credit for at least making it easy for us to get shirts of the stuff we like. Yeah, I, I can't knock them for that. There, there's only two of them so far I haven't got. That is one of them, and the other one is um, it's just uh, the the common Let's Get Dangerous, and it's the same logo from the the fanny pack. You know, right. the Kellogg's, but yeah, uh, I hate that shirt, man. So I'm not buying it. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of that, that same design of Darkwing, so I, I can't do it. Yeah, I wish they would think a bit more out of the box, but I, I guess it's up to licensing what Disney allows. You know how Disney is. Yeah. All right, we, well, Mike. And we oh, do ahead, know, last product thing, we do know finally that that Disney-approved Disney Afternoon book is definitely not coming out this year. The author tweeted recently it won't be out until late next year. Yeah, I saw he he posted a, a mock cover, too. That cover looked pretty cool. Yeah, and 
I'm pretty sure I speculated this and I think I'm right is that the main reason it was delayed in the first place is that the book was supposed to do a lot to promote the new DuckTales, Mm -hmm. which by the time this episode drops, the show will be over. Um, So I think the book had to go back to editing to take all that stuff out. And that's the reason it was delayed for so long. But we're not looking at this thing coming out until 2022. Okay, yeah. So we got a minute. Although it sounds, though it sounds like um, um, Tin Van Hal's book might come out this year. Oh, okay. Well, at that, least that's something. Cool. At least that's yeah. something. He's he's waiting on a release date, so I'm really hoping it comes out this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay, Mike. Let's let, let's talk some uh, Darkwing now. We got to get into an episode review, man. Yes, we do. All right. What episode we got today? We're talking about UFO, not UFO, UFO. <laughs> any kind of pre-review you want to discuss on this one or you kind of want to hold off i'm a little meh on this episode mm-hmm. um i will give it props for trying to be a launch pad story and we've gotten so few of those mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice we get a bit of launch pad stuff in this episode although honestly it's not one of my favorites it's not one of mine i i, I like the the lp you know, vibe to it, but I also like I like Gosling. To me, she's kind of what saves it a little bit, where I can't give it a complete zero or like a zero point five type score. Do you like this more or less than last week's episode? Ah ha ha! I think I like it less. Really? Yeah. Well, I I actually I actually I'm in the same boat. I think I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Okay, I don't even remember what I gave the okay. I, th- I think I know what I'm going to score this one. <laughs> there's no there's no Christopher Columbus Darkwing in this episode. <laughs> Gosling um, but, is like the main thing I like about this episode. Can we get that classic Goss vibe to it? You know, slasher and filming, scary. We can kind of get that vibe to her, you know? And we have a very forgettable villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a new one, definitely. but yeah. <laughs> Not a forgettable voice actor who plays him, but definitely a forgettable villain. Oh yeah. Um so let's let's get rolling here. Yeah, let's get rolling here. Yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and get into that production air date order, Mike. Take us away. Wednesday, May sixth, nineteen ninety two. Wow, already a weekend of May already. Um we're wrapping up the Disney afternoon episodes. Well, uh seventy second in production order. Way back it, there. Way back there, yeah. Um down to the final twenty or so. Um, wow. not even, not even, oh my God, not even, um, story editor is Tad Stones, which got to mean our writer again is Dev Ross. Um, I love Dev. I love most of her episodes. I mean, it's, it hurts me to say I'm not a big fan of this one, mm-hmm. but I will say she knows the characters pretty well. So a lot of the dialogue is okay. The characters act like themselves. Like you said, Goslin is very Goslin in this one. Mm-hmm. And I love that she really decided to try to make a launchpad focused episode. So I'll give her a lot of credit for that one. Um, in no, fact, wait, wait, car- hold, hold on, Mike. Before you go on, man, I will say, you know, even though this is not a, a top dev episode, you know, writing wise. Yeah. I, I, I would take the, the two or three of the ones that I'm not fan of for the ones that we do love of dev. Oh, my God, because we know she wrote some masterpieces, at least four of them are the series all time best. So oh, yeah. I will I will take an Apes of Wrath or a UFO. Me too. If I, <laughs> if I can get Time and Punishment, Quaver and Quack, Haunted of Mr. Banana Brain, and 
um fungus among us among us i will take episodes like this and apes of wrath if i can get those masterpieces she wrote oh yeah me too <laughs> in, in all right fact, all right go ahead <laughs> in fact the character who i out of the main three characters i think the one that i like the least in this one is darkwing funny mm-hmm. enough and i'll explain why later um animation we have another one by hanho huenga and i don't know about you but i felt the animation was very bland it is it did it was so bland that i always forget who animated this i always think it's sun Wu. really what? yeah i always get there's a two episodes another one's coming up a few episodes from now where i'm constantly forgetting who it was because it just there's, it offers nothing there's like nothing visually interesting about this one Mm-hmm. From the from the villain to the scenery to the animation itself, everything is just kind of bland. I feel like it's going through the motions. Mm. How do you feel? Is there anything in this one that stood out to you? Nothing pop. The the only thing that I kind of like, but it doesn't pop, is just the black and white footage. Yeah, that's some. That's, that's it. That's it. Nothing pop for me. Uh, how about you? Nothing really. There's like one scene that jumps out at me where I was like, yeah, that's Han Ho Huang up. I recognize their style. And there's like one scene. And there's a couple of like um, scenes where there's like physical comedy with Darkwing that that's all right. But otherwise, it's a lot of talking heads and characters just talking to each other. Like the first two acts, they're mostly just standing around having conversations. So there yeah. isn't much there isn't much room for any like fun action scenes until the very end. So it's like the episode, I wouldn't call it boring, but not much is really going on in this one. Yeah. But I guess that said, I think we should start talking about it. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into this plot, man. Um, first, you know, we start off, we got Goslin. She's kind of narrating and uh, talking about filming at the same time. You know, they're in the middle of the desert. Kind of looks like Arizona a little bit. Yeah, and the opening is cool because um, everything is shot from her camera's point of view in black and white. Mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah you know drake's getting upset because he he feels she's wasting film you know she's wasting the tapes right so you know you know this is an old school camcorder if it's requiring tapes <laughs> yeah absolutely and launchpad's driving and we have a few other like hints of old school technology i doubt kids today would even understand later on in the episode <laughs> too oh, yeah. um so launchpad's driving you know drake is chewing out goslin and then all of a sudden a spaceship shows up, blinding flash of light, and the next thing you know, it's nighttime, launch pad's gone, and Drake is driving. And nobody yeah. realizes launch pad's gone. Yeah, Drake is driving, Goslin's now in the passenger seat. She's no longer in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and something they, happened. Yeah, something happened, but it's like, to them, everything's normal. So they arrive at, at a dude ranch. Yes. You know, I would have liked to have seen more of them actually going on vacation. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been cool if we could have just seen them doing vacation stuff as a family i mean obviously it's darkwing duck so they're not going to do that this isn't goof troop but um yeah they end up at a dude ranch and we get a guest voice actor coming back yep who is it michael goff he is voicing cowboy doug and um do you recognize the voice that he's using no i didn't it's gopher from the Winnie the pooh show the new adventure uh... of the Winnie the Pooh. he's doing the exact same gopher voice he's whistling his s's oh okay Mm-hmm. That's how you, that's absolutely how you know it's him. Of course, <laughs> who did who did Michael Goff voice on the show? We haven't talked about this character in over a year. Who Jambalaya. did he voice? Jambalaya yeah, he was, Jake. He was Jambalaya Jake. So he's coming back to voice Cowboy Doug. Um, 
who shows up to open a third bed. And Drake is like, we didn't order a third bed. He's like, that's what you ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goslin, you know, she's check, she's checking her film on a black and white TV. So <laughs> kids, yes, TVs weren't always in color. Some of us had to deal with black and white. Did you own a black and white TV as a kid? I don't think I did. I think from all all I can remember, all of my TVs were colored. We had a little black and white that we were honestly, I kid you not, still using into the early two thousands. Oh my goodness! We Mike. had it. On, we, had it on a, <laughs> we had it on a little table in our living room that we carted around. I mean, we had a big, you know, a big fancy TV, but yeah. we never threw we never threw out a black and white TV. Um, they finally realize something's missing when. Drake opens up the extra suitcases and finds a stuffed teddy bear with a flight cap and a scarf around it. Mm-hmm. And then Launchpad shows up in Goslin's movie. So they realize, yeah, what happened to Launchpad? Yep. And then she starts to remember what happened. You know, she kind of like getting the flashback of what happened. Yeah, she starts to remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were driving in the car and the alien spaceship shows up and lands and then a bunch of little aliens come out. They're like, how would you describe these little guys? They kind of look like Eggman a little bit, but like miniature ones. They have really large heads. They don't talk mm. either. And Launchpad's like, I think I know those guys. Yeah. Goslin wanted to just run out to them, but Darkwing's more reserved. But LP just walks right to them. <laughs> yeah, and they pick him up and they carry him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take him into the spaceship. Mm-hmm. What happens next, Will? Uh, Darkwing and uh, Goslin, they find like a, I believe she thought it was a flashlight, right? He thinks it's a flashlight. Okay, he thought it was a flashlight, and then, uh, but it turns out to be a weapon. Yes. Um, he, he almost gets blown up with it. It blasts a hole in the rocks he's standing by. Mm-hmm. And then, then we meet the episode's villain. We don't know he's the villain right away, but it pr- it's pretty obvious that he is. Um, yeah. This is Bleeb. Um, very, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling this guy. Um, but I will say I like his voice actor quite a bit. Um, this is Jess Harnell. Um, he's, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite voice actors, but I really like his work. Um, he was born in 1963, so he wasn't even 30 when he recorded this episode. This is one of the earliest things he ever did. Mm. Um, he has a really, really big resume over the past 30 years. Like, if there's a cartoon show, he was probably in it somehow. Um, but his career really took off, and my favorite character that he voiced, he was Wacko on Animaniacs. Oh, okay. That's his, like, that's the voice everybody remembers. I mean, he's done tons of voices, but my favorite is Wacko. Of course, mm-hmm. he's doing, she's still doing Wacko on the reboot. Um, but he's Bleeb, and what do you think of Bleeb? Eh... Uh, he sucks as a one-time villain, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't fault the voice actor, but I don't care for the character at all. Yeah. And um, so Bleeb is mad at these little aliens that they misplaced a Zaslovian atomizer. That's the quote-unquote flashlight. Um, really, really quick, the name Zaslovian atomizer, they're referencing Alan Zaslov, who was a Darkwing director. Uh, he was all over these shows, Gummy Bears, Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Aladdin, um, and he goes all the way back to the old Warner Brothers cartoons, and um, he passed away in 2019. Yeah, I remember so, that. So the Zaslovian Atomizer actually is a reference to this, to, this, to this man who did a lot for these Disney shows. Mm-hmm. And 
then Bleeb starts threatening these guys, and he tells them he's going to leave them out for the Sfakos. Um, that's a reference to Ellen Sfako, who was also a Darkwing writer. Remember her and her writing partner, Colleen Tabor, they wrote Wiffle While You Work mm-hmm. and Toy Star Russ. So Devros is throwing in all these people that she knew as references in this scene. Mm-hmm. It's cool. You know, you have to yeah. understand. You have to know the background of these shows to get these uh, references. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Uh, the alien, he starts to control DW, and uh, well, Goslin is filming, but he when he controls DW, he like turns him into like a like a ball or something, don't he? Yeah, because Darkwing's threatening him. Mm-hmm. Um, Darkwing had a really bad habit in this episode of opening his big mouth constantly and getting himself in trouble, and yeah, Bleeb smashes him down into like an egg shape with eyes. Yeah, and then LP returns and he asks uh, Bleed to leave DW alone. Yeah, because he was planning on zapping uh, Darkwing and Goslin with the atomizer. Mm-hmm. Then Launchpad shows up and asks them to stop. And then Launchpad explains what's going on. And I think this is my favorite part of the episode because it's like the only Launchpad backstory the show ever gives us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we got backstory on Launchpad on some episodes of Ducktales, but since that. he is since he isn't a main character here, really, they don't tell us much about him. So this is the most that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a flashback to a little Launchpad, who turns out was afraid of heights as a kid, <laughs> which he says doesn't go over well with a family of pilots. Um, we see his father who we did meet on DuckTales, if you yeah. remember that episode, uh, Top Duck. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Ripcord was his, was his dad's name. Um, so his father drags Launchpad into what plane? The Joyrider is back. This, this has got to be officially the Joyrider. This isn't like some <laughs> other plane. This is definitely it. Um, takes him up into the air. Launchpad falls out of the plane, and who rescues him? Tia. Tia. Um, little Tia, we'll meet her later on as an adult, but she's flying with like her little rocket pack. She rescues him and basically Launchpad says she taught him to not be afraid of heights and he taught her how to have fun, which is something she didn't get to do on her planet. Mm-hmm. What do they do together? Uh, they go to a, a amusement park or something, right? Right, yeah. So they have fun. They're on a uh, merry-go-round and they're having fun together. They're having a good time. And then all of a sudden, the spaceship shows up. You see Bleeb. Uh, he zaps Launchpad back into the Joyrider. Yeah. Quick question, Mike. The, yes. the LP's dad and LP, little LP, were voiced by Terry, right? Both. It's all. It's all Terry. Yeah. Okay. Quick, quick. You know, I'll quickly mention that when Ripcord was on Ducktales, he was voiced by Peter Cullen. Oh, okay. Just you know, just thought I mentioned that. But yeah, they weren't going to get Peter Cullen for you know one line on Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Uh, so they just Terry did it. But that's the end of the flashback, and what happens next? Uh, T. Well, after the flashback, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, it's revealed that LP is to marry Tia. Yes. Um. So we meet Tia. Um. She's voiced by a woman named Alice Beasley. I don't really know much about her outside of what I see on her IMDb. Uh, born in '51. IMDb mentions that she's famous for Moonlighting, Legally Blonde, Loaded Weapon One. Um. Darkwing, this one role was her only, like, Disney afternoon-era show. I know she was a reoccurring character on the Disney show Recess, which I didn't watch because I was too old for that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on Tia. She's kind of forgettable. You have any thoughts? 
she she's forgettable, but she's not bad. She's kind of cute, you know. A little she's fun. nice. Yeah, you know, she's fun with LP. You know, I can see the combination, but uh, would I want to see her again? Eh, I'll be fine. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So she's queen of the galaxy, and you know, a nice little back and forth line. Um, Bleep says Launchpad and Tia are to umpa. That's what they call marriage. And Darkwing's like, hey, 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 you watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> but DW starts getting jealous when he realizes what's all going to come for for LP. Right. He starts opening his big mouth again and ticking off Bleeb. Yeah. Uh, so Bleeb de-evolves de- Darkwing. Yeah, um, he starts, like, shift-changing, right? Yeah, he turns him into a Neanderthal. Um, and you have Tad uh, – no, nah, um, not Tad. Sorry, Tad. Uh, Jim Cummings doing Taz's voice. You can definitely tell. Then a monkey, and then a lizard, and then the little slug thing. Um, so yeah, this comes back later. They have a weapon that can de-evolution everything. And um, again, Darkwing just keeps getting punishment for ticking off Bleeb. And then I, I, ha- I like the moment that comes up here where Launchpad and Goslin have this like kind of like emotional moment together. Yeah, she starts you know telling him how much she's gonna miss him, and she doesn't want him to go. Yeah, he says, you know, I can do a lot of good up here. And she's like, you're doing a lot of good down here already. And he's like, yeah, I know. But I always thought you'd, you know, take my spot as Darkwing sidekick eventually. Mm -hmm. It's sweet. She hugs him. She's like, but no one could ever take your spot. And it's really sweet. I kind of wish there was more of this in the episode. Mm -hmm. It would be really nice if we got, got into this more. That, that's I what I was saying. Like, I, I love Goslin and LP on this episode, man. It really worked. I don't worked. think they yeah. have any more scenes together after this. Um, Maybe uh, not until the very, very end, but this yeah. is the last time they're together in the episode. Okay. I would love an episode where it was just Launchpad and Goslin together doing something without Darkwing. Mm-hmm. They never did that. Um. Funny joke here, I think it's my favorite, like, dialogue in the episode when Launchpad starts to panic about getting married. When he's like, I can't do this. Marriage is a a commitment, a responsibility. He does that balloon payment line I started off with. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to need a lot of time to think this over. And then Bleeb's like, you have until tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Really great. You know what? I love how much Terry McGovern gets to say in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he's he's really good as Launchpad, and I wish I wish he got more episodes to himself. I really yeah. do. Okay, so um, we get this subplot going on now with Goslin. What's she up to? Uh, she's movie making. Yep, she's got her little camera. No, no kids. We didn't always use cell phones to make movies. Sorry, we actually <laughs> used video cameras. And she has three aliens, but she needs a whole army. So also something that's critical to the climax. Uh, these aliens were able to pick out their own feathers and clone each other. Mm-hmm. And, and multiply. So God, yeah. They can multiply, yeah. And so Darkwing wants to sneak back into the spaceship because he thinks something's up. He yeah. doesn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. So he sneaks into the wedding cake. Yeah, that it was the cake by that Cowboy Doug, right? Yeah, Cowboy Doug takes it into the uh, spaceship. But Goth didn't talk on that part, right? No, because they've hypnotized him. Okay. Yeah, because these aliens, I guess they can hypnotize you. They can also erase your memory so they can do what they want, basically. Um, there's some funny – kind of funny. I don't even – I'd hesitate to say funny, but some – well, some physical stuff with Darkwing I kind of appreciate. Um, he's spying on Bleeb, and Bleeb is going past on the moving walkway with a robot. I like how Darkwing takes the gas gun and just grapples out of the shot, mm-hmm. but then he falls. 
<laughs> and then he the door closes, Darkwing bumps into it, and then the robot comes out and runs him over. And then so Darkwing's all smashed, he has to squeeze under the door. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, he's going <laughs> making all that noise and he's trying to sneak. <laughs> yeah, Jim has these great hurt Darkwing noises I've always loved. And then when Darkwing pops back into his normal shape, he sees lots of brains in jars. Yeah, they're all What's... in that room. And uh, Bleeb is making a computerized brain transplant, right? Yeah, what is his plot? Uh, he wants to make a dumb LP robot, right? Yeah, he's he, well, what he's doing is he wants to replace Launchpad's brain with a robot brain so he can control Launchpad, and through Launchpad he can control Tia. Mm-hmm. He wants to take over the galaxy. He puts the brain in the robot launch pad, and it does these, this advanced calculus on a chalkboard. So he pulls out the robot brain and goes, I hope I can fix it. And then he smashes it with a hammer and puts it back in the robot. Yeah, it was too smart. He wants to dumb it down. Yeah, and that works because then launch pad goes, the launch pad robot goes back to the chalkboard and just draws pictures on it. Um, so, yeah, Darkwing comes in. He has an entrance, but no entrance line. He shows up in the cloud of smoke, and then Bleeb immediately levitates him and grabs him. Mm -hmm. So Darkwing's captured. Darkwing opens his eyes, and Will, what happened to Darkwing? He's a brain. (laughs) Well, he's only a brain. He's only a brain. He's a brain in a jar. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the design of Darkwing's brain. It's literally just a brain with eyes on stalks. Yeah. But uh, the Darkwing brain spots his brainless body. He goes, yo, brainless, over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Bleeb wants Darkwing's body, because it has the robot brain in it, to get Launchpad and bring him to the lab so we can do the same thing to him. Yeah. And we do get an entrance. for Dar- It's not really an entrance, but he does the, I am the headache in the criminal mind. I am Darkwing's brain. Yeah, the brain entrance. <laughs> the, the brain entrance, yeah. Um, so Darkwing's brain manages to find Launchpad first, but he can't communicate with him, so Launchpad doesn't know what he wants. And Launchpad's like, blink once for yes, and twice for no, and three times for maybe, and four times for, you're getting warmer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he last, said, yeah, last he, Launchpad. Yeah, and then he starts playing basketball with the brain. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you want to play? And he, yeah, he plays basketball with it. Um, he, t- he tosses it over to Darkwing's body. He gets a hold of it. Um, I'm going to just throw out a reference for sci-fi fans who might be listening. Um, the machine that Bleeb is using to watch what's going on, it's, it's a communication device known as the Interocitor from an old 1950s sci-fi movie called This Island Earth. Which you're, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was also um, made fun of on the Mystery Science Theater movie. Oh, okay. um, I don't know if anybody listening is familiar with Mystery Science Theater or this film, but obviously Dev Tad probably has seen it and referenced mm-hmm. it, which I think is cool. I'm a fan of that. Um, so Goslin is nearby and she spots Bleeb talking about his scheme. Yeah, she, well, she spotted the brains first and then, yeah, she overhears Bleeb. Yeah, and she she starts videotaping him. Yeah, and she then she hooks up the camera to that um, interocitor. Uh, yeah, yeah, and where everybody can see what's going on. Yeah, and then Bleeb's little robot assistant comes after her, and when Bleeb tries to hit her with the evolution gun, he hits the robot and turns it into a toaster. Yeah, 
But then uh, Goss gets a little help. She gets some help. Little aliens come back. Yeah, they're they like, you know, they're like alien versions of Huey, Dewey, and Louie almost. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, they come in, a little gunslinger action happens, and Bleeb gets hit by his own uh, evolution gun and turns into a fish. Yeah. And they so put Darkling, him in a fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, Darkling doesn't even defeat him. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? We don't like Bleeb. Yeah. And so then they're outside of the spaceship, and uh, Darkwing is uh, saying he has to reveal them to authority or something. Why? Right? Why? <laughs> what did Tia do? Yeah, maybe Bleeb, but what did she, what did she do? He's yeah. like, well, I still have to alert the authorities. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, why are you such a jerk? Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, though. I'll cut you down on the book deal. And But no, they're not going to even humor Darkwing. They wipe his memory. Yeah, they zapped him, like, ASAP. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want Darkwing running around blabbing this. Um, unfortunately, they have to wipe Goslin's memory, too. She tried to be sneaky with it, though. She tried. <laughs> yeah, she gives them one VHS tape. Hey, kids, we never always watched movie streaming. We used video cassettes to watch movies. Um, <laughs> they take all of Goslin's VHS tapes and then wipe her memory, too. Mm-hmm. And then Launchpad has to say goodbye to Tia. Yeah, she wants him to stay, though, but, you know, it's not happening. He claims DW needs him. Also, you know, it's implied throughout the episode that this kind of marriage wouldn't work because it's almost totally built on the fact that they have fun together. Mm. And Launchpad was having second thoughts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say goodbye, and the aliens pull out a feather before he leaves. They, you know, Obviously, they, they zap his memory, too. Yeah. And And then, all of a sudden, we see how the episode started. Yeah, they're back in the car, but LP kind of disappears again. Well, no, not really. Because well, he returned to the ship, didn't he? They, they clone him. Oh, that was the clone. Yeah. Ah, I messed, I screwed that up. <laughs> a tale of two launch pads. Ah, I definitely screwed that up. So there are technically two launch pads in this universe. <laughs> yeah, and the other one is in the ship with them, and he just wants to have fun with them. Yeah, he comes in because she's crying. She's sad. He's like, come on, let's go have some fun. Mm-hmm. A cute, uh, end- cute ending. I missed that ending. I screwed that up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Um, All right. Let's go. Let's. UFO. Yeah, that's you know? UFO. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the score, man. Uh, or you start this time. Okay. Um, the episode kind of drags a little bit. Uh, it's very predictable. Uh, the only time it's kind of not predictable is the very beginning when they first uh, get the flash and then they go into the the dude ranch and they can't figure out what's going on. You know, the LP's missing. It's a but, good mystery. Yeah, it's a good mystery. But once they reunite with LP, the rest of the episode kind of is just way too predictable. Way too um, talky, too. Yeah. They're all just standing around talking. Yeah, wow. Bleeb's, Bleeb's not good as a villain. Yeah. Um, Tia's... Don't like yeah, like we said, <laughs> T is okay. I can tolerate her, but would I want to see her again? Probably not. Um, Goslin is what I do like, and you you did hit one on the money with the Goslin and LP. You know when they were having that moment of her not wanting him to leave, and he was saying, "Well, you're gonna take my place eventually, anyway." So that 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 was kind of cool. But other than that, I'm gonna go 1.0 on this one, Mike. Okay, so a solid one. All right. Yeah. Okay. Me, uh, I'm going to give it a 1.5 only because there's a, 
There's at least one coming up that's definitely lower. Um, and a few in the ABC season two, I, I definitely want to put lower. Okay. Um, 1.5, I think the opening mystery is pretty good. I think they, that the beginning is really well written. Goslin and Launchpad have that great moment. Um, and it's nice to get an episode where Launchpad, at least at least before Darkwing butts in, like midway in the second act, Launchpad is meant to be the star of this episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, the problem with it is that since the episode has to have a villain... Darkwing has to be the hero, and he get. I think he gets too much screen time. I would have loved to have just seen more Launchpad, but like after like the scene with Launchpad and Goslin, Launchpad kind of drops out of the story. Yeah. When I wish he could have done more. Like Darkwing gets all the scenes toward the end. Goslin and the aliens are what defeat Bleeb, mm-hmm. and Launchpad kind of doesn't have much to do. So. A couple of things that are good, save it for me, and I'll give it a 1.5. Okay. Um, let's let's rate Bleeb. Uh, Even the name doesn't do it for me. Bleeb, I mean, at first, he seems like a threat when you first meet him because he's, like, just towing with Darkwing, you know? So, like, he had the potential at the beginning, but then as the episode goes on, he's not even running the show. It's all Tia. Uh, it's... He's I'm nothing. Gonna, he's nothing. I, I don't remember what I gave Trench Rot, but I think Trench Rot is still my worst villain. I'm going to go 0.5. Um, I'm going to give him the same thing okay. as you. I think the, the design is really bland, first of all. Mm-hmm. like He's purple and has those things in the back of his head. I kind of feel like they took Wacko's design and just redesigned him a bit. <laughs> he, he's not original. T is okay. I like the little aliens though, but we're yeah. not we're not we're not voting on those guys. We're not rating those guys. Yeah. Just believe all he really has going for him is that the fact that he has Jess Harnell doing the voice. But mm-hmm. even the voice is not really interesting. Um, like he, like Megavolt could kick this guy's butt. Any <laughs> any villain could. Kick, uh, he's nothing. Darkwing shouldn't have a hard time with him at all. Mm-hmm. Like if Darkwing just went straight out and tried to fight this guy, he would have beat him easy. Okay. So he's nothing, like like 0. 0.5. Um, one's coming up soon that's getting a flat-out zero, but I'm not going to mention who, what that villain is. But okay. 0. 0.5. <laughs> I have no problem with that that score. So Okay. All right. So, that's, Mike, that's the wraps up UFO. <laughs> yep. UFO. <laughs> okay. And uh, what episode we got next? Okay, we're getting a lot better. Next two episodes are bona fide classics. Um, this is actually one of my personal favorites. A Star is Scorned. Uh, yeah, which, I do like that one. If you guys thought twitching channels was crazy, this one's even crazier. It stomps all over Darkwing Cannon in a way that I just love. Plus, <laughs> it has Bushroot and Herb and Binky and a lot of Honker. Honker is kind of back. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. I love this one. I honestly can't wait to talk about it. I actually like the next two episodes, but we the can't next, talk about the one after that. Yeah. The next two episodes are fantastic. Okay. So, Mike, for the people tuning in for the first time, where can they find us? Okay. So, of course, we are the St. Canard Files at Darkwing Duck Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes. Uh, oh, my goodness. I drew a blank. Uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, <laughs> iHeartRadio, <laughs> and Pandora. Also on YouTube. You can watch us there as well. Um, Will, do you have any shout-outs? 
I, maybe a few. I'm just going to give one out to Adrian Mateo. You know, we shouted out him out before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been posting a lot of Darkwing stuff. Uh, he's kind of depressed right now with no conventions. You know, he's got that Liquidator uh, cosplay. He's trying to get out there. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to my homegirl, Cherry, man. Uh, she's working on a, a new DuckTales 2017 Gosling cosplay. So I'm shouting out the cosplayers. All Darkwing, DuckTales, Disney Afternoon cosplayers, shout out to you guys, man. I hope that final episode was good. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're recording this about four days before it airs. So I hope it was good. Mm-hmm. Will, do you intend to watch it? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Will I watch well, it the day it airs? Probably not. Okay, Darkwing and Goslin are in it at some point. Okay. Yeah, but um, obviously, don't want to bore our listeners who have probably already seen it. <laughs> so okay. yeah. Yeah, so that's UFO guys. Uh, we're gonna wrap this one up and make sure y'all stay tuned next week for uh, Star Scorn, which you can tell Mike is very excited. I'm excited too, but Arvark. all right oh last thing that uh remember that beast was it bees kingdom Beast Kingdom. yeah when does that come out do you know when that comes out i think it said the summer didn't it july i think was it july i don't know they have have time to make it better okay knock on wood all right (laughs) (laughs) all right guys remember uh get out there keep collecting some dw stuff there's books there's comics there's toys funko stuff and sunny gummy and the gummy bears came out so uh try to get that sunny gummy if you want to get katie lee's autograph you know that's her baby it only just took a year for those to come out (laughs) yeah but they're finally out though so you can go ahead and order them up get them in before they're vaulted and everything yeah remember guys um jim cummings did voice Zummy gummy in the last season that's right. So if you feel like having Jim sign something that's not Darkwing Duck, you can always buy Zummy. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. And remember, stay dangerous. Good night. <laughs>